The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani, and this is The Rudy Giuliani Show. And we are awaiting uh, a possible indictment of uh, the grand jury in Washington. But uh, and we, I just was talking to my good friend and your good friend, Greg Kelly, about that. And we wondered and I said I thought it was a little late in the day because I gave him a little inside information about what prosecutors do. Having been one, you don't you don't file an indictment at three in the afternoon. The reporters get really upset to have to read it. Because they're lazy, they're la- they were lazy 30 years ago. They're even lazier today. They, have to, they would have to read. <gasps> so you, you always file it around 10 or 11, give them a little summary, two pages, you know. They can't handle like a 50-page indictment, two pages. So uh, I just noticed on one of the communist networks, so it might not be true, that the uh, grand jury has gone home for the day without having issued another false indictment against a former president of the United States. I guess that's a good day for Washington. No phony indictments today. Now, why would you be surprised that this group of criminals would do phony indictments if they if they went through the covering up of the hard drive? I mean, th- that was about as big a crime as you could commit. Here, here you had, and as you get to see it more and more, I think you're going to be even more and more convinced if you're not convinced already. Here you had a uh, encyclopedia of Biden crimes, some very easy to figure out, some harder, like the one involving the gun. Uh, anybody that can read can figure it out. There's the application. There's the signature. There's the statement. Are you? Are you? Or have you ever been a drug addict? A guy who's never been anything but a drug addict says no. And then it says right below, you committed perjury. Right? Uh, you don't have to be an, even an FBI agent to figure that out. That's a crime. It's right there. You just take the, take the little paper out, go down to the grand jury and get them indicted. Then there's a, and this, this one they don't talk about, but I'm going, I'm going to start pulling things from my records to speed this up a little, I've decided. Because I've been leaving them on their own to see what they can do. And every time they come up with something, I, I show you backup for it and more records for it. I'm going to jump ahead of them a little. But the one thing that um, I don't have that one ready now. We'll have it ready in a couple of days. I have a different one ready for tonight. I'll tell you what it is. But there's a great transaction that, uh, gosh, I saw it, I think, two days into looking at the hard drive. Uh, it's a $14 million money laundering situation. It, it uh, the case was put together by, believe it or not, the government of Latvia. So they put the, get together the case for us, and it shows um, Burisma, Poharski, the guy who met with Biden, laundering fourteen million in a circuitous transaction that went through about seven or eight banks. Now let me tell you who did that. It gets really close, and you everybody knows each other. The guy who did it was Zelensky's boss. So, you know, um, Mr. Zelensky, the, guy, the great hero of fighting off Putin, his boss was like the second biggest crook in Ukraine. Uh, name, his name was Kolomoisky. And until Zelensky got elected, he was banned from Ukraine for having stolen so much money. He also, uh, his expertise is money laundering. And all these money laundering situations, he did them. 
So what does that tell you? That tells you that Zelensky and his good friend Kolomoisky, the organized criminal crook, know everything about Biden. They got him by the short hairs. So when they say, another $20 billion for us, Joe, Joe says, yes, yes, I get the money to you. Oh, and by the way, don't appoint a, uh, one of these auditors, okay? So then Congress comes along and says, we'd like to have an auditor. And Joe says, no auditors for Ukraine. Now, if any country needs an auditor, it's Ukraine. They still haven't been able to explain from 2017, $6 billion in missing foreign aid. Missing. How do you miss foreign aid? They can't explain what happened to it. It was only $3.5 billion was ours. The other were other countries. Now there's something like, how much money is, is unaccounted for of the money we gave them? Is it $6 billion? I think so. Plus, they don't, have, they don't have guns anymore. What happened to the money we gave them? For, we, we gave them guns and we gave them money. And now they're out of guns. A lot of them also have been caught stealing the guns, selling them. Look, you can hold two thoughts in your mind at once if you're an intelligent and moral person. The country has been treated horribly by Russia. Killing children, bombing churches, bombing hospitals. Outrageous, barbaric, and Putin is all that. On the other hand, that doesn't make Ukraine, the Ukrainian government, anything other than it is, which is one of the most corrupt in the world, equal in many ways to Russia in terms of crooked government from top to bottom. Few, a few honest officials, mostly corrupt. It's really just a question of the level of corruption. They're the big, 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 big organized criminal ones, and then they're the little petty ones. Uh, when you're the president, you know all of the big, 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 big ones. I'm not saying Zelensky's corrupt in the sense that he takes money. I am saying that Zelensky knows it all and hasn't done a damn thing about it. Namely, when this case gets fully explained, how come nobody's asking if uh, Poroshenko was the president and he had to be the one to dismiss the case? Because that's what, that's what this bribe is about. This bribe, I know it's hard to follow sometimes because, it, it, you know, it, uh, bribes take place with a little bit of coded language and then you have to decode the language. But it's now pretty clear because Colm, um, Soloshevsky spelled it out. He say, said, I gave $5 million to Hunter and $5 million to Joe in order to protect my company and get the case dismissed. That's what Joe did. He went to Poroshenko, the president of Ukraine and said, dismiss the case or you won't get your eight billion, your one billion dollars. I mean, Joe admits this, right? And Poroshenko dismisses, gets, removes uh, Shogun, puts in Lutsenko and Lutsenko dismisses the case. And Joe got his five million plus a million a year. Honestly, you want to add that up, that adds up to about 16 million. Plus, he got money in an offshore account that's never been opened up because the FBI has never gone to interview the woman who's willing to open it for them. Yep, they're that corrupt. Now, that is all there to be prosecuted. The witnesses are there. The documents are there. We know it, and we let him, every day we let him be president. It's an outrage. It's a disgrace to the United States. 
We let a known criminal be president of our country. That's all extremely provable by documents and everything else. And this is doing great damage to us. And at some point, some Democrat has got to stand up and start thinking about the United States of America. Let's listen to cut one. Uh, and then I will explain to you the significance of a false exculpatory statement, which in the law textbook says is as strong as a confession. Cut one with uh, Professor Turley. Well, what we now know, quite frankly, is that the president has been lying. I mean, he lied during the presidential campaign. He lied as president when he had his staff repeat that he had no knowledge, uh, no interaction with these business dealings. That's clearly false. I mean, the, the, these are accounts of almost two dozen calls made with these associates, some of whom are the most corrupt figures in Europe. Uh, where the vice president would call in. That's the point of influence peddling. When Archer says that he was there to sell the brand, the brand is influence peddling, and Joe Biden is the object of that influence peddling. And so you need to show that you will have access, that he's just a phone call away. That's the crime, by the way. But here's the question. The guy that actually dismissed the case is a prosecutor named Rutsenko, who replaces Shokin. You don't know yet, but you will find out that not only did Biden get the prosecutor who wouldn't dismiss the case fired, he approved the appointment of the prosecutor who dismissed the case. What the hell is the president, the vice president of the United States doing approving an appointment of a prosecutor in Ukraine? You're going to hear a telephone conversation in a couple of days like that between the president and the White House is <laughs> the bathrooms are very busy in the White House right now. Uh, now, Turley puts it all together and comes to this conclusion. Professor Turley, number four. Number four. There was a, an exchange where, where Hunter Biden said, we're the best at this effectively. And they are. And you can see that in how this influence peddling scheme was developed. No money has to go directly to the president. There's lots of ways to benefit the Biden family. Uh, but the one thing that we can't do is just walk away. We have to find out the full story here. I yeah. think this is, is shaping up to be one of the greatest corruption scandals in, in the history of Washington. And that is saying a lot. That is saying a lot, isn't it? And we should take it very seriously because what has happened now, it's corrupted our government. It's, cor it's corrupted the impression of our government. I mean, after all, our government is the Biden administration. And our government is our FBI cannot be trusted. A good deal of the IRS cannot be trusted. The Secret Service goes and tries to cover up gun crimes for Hunter Biden. The Secret Service can't figure out who put the cocaine next to the Situation Room. If that's true and they can't do that, we, we got a, we got a, a, a federal government in great jeopardy if they're that incompetent. Or if they won't do it, they're that corrupt. Either way, we're talking about a very serious situation. And then you wonder, well, why is it that Trump keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger as they indict him? Well, I call it juxtaposition. And we'll explain that when we come back. 
the former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. With Rudy Giuliani, back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And a little update on what's going on down in Washington. The grand jury has left, but the four-person hasn't. And the four-person is the one who normally delivers the indictment to the judge. Well, to the clerk who delivers it to the judge, and then it gets entered, and then it, then it comes out. Again, doubtful. It's getting later and later. We're already at 3.30. Reporter, they ain't going to be happy, unless this is a very short indictment. One count. <laughs> I don't know. They usually make up some pretty creative stuff. Um, the, the, one, the, the best one of all was Bragg, who didn't actually even allege a crime. But uh, and would have gotten an F in criminal law for it. Uh, he should get an F anyway. Well, now, what did I mean by juxtaposition? People, people are wondering, why does Trump do better every time he gets indicted? Well, a little bit is because the cases are, as they would say in, in Yiddish, fakakta, you know, screwed up, messed up. They don't make sense. You got to explain them a hundred times. You don't have to explain bribery. You know, uh Zoshevsky <laughs> uh, says I gave five million to Joe. I gave five million to Hunter, and they they got the case fixed. <laughs> that, that's it. It's interesting because I was leading to that before. Nobody's asking how much did the president of Ukraine get on this. I mean, you mean he went and he dropped the case against a forty billion dollar company? He didn't get any money. That'd be impossible in Ukraine. I'm surprised that nobody, because nobody asked questions about this. Ask that question. Well, he got between 50 and 100 million. And Zelensky has all that evidence. In other words, he's holding it on him. And on all the people that work for him. And on all the people that may still be in the government working for him. And he's got all the evidence against Biden that he's holding. And he's got Biden completely jammed, just like Z does, and just like Putin does. and Putin knows he ain't putting no troops in. I got free reign in Ukraine. He'll give him he'll give him stuff, but he'll give it to them late. And how much money? Uh, there's no doubt that some of the money's getting to the front, and some of the money's going to the oligarchs. It would be nice to know how much. Are we getting fifty cents on the dollar? Twenty five cents on the dollar? What are we getting? Joe doesn't give a damn because this is his cash cow, uh, uh, Ukraine. I mean, he's completely corrupted Ukraine. But uh, I think other people do. I have a call here. I think I have time to take one from Bill in Tampa. I think you want to ask about that, right, Bill? Yeah, I do. I I think that Zelensky, I mean, he's he's suddenly become a multimillionaire owning mansions, you know, even here in Florida where I live. Yeah, someone told me that. He has a mansion in Florida? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> where? Do you know where? You know, and I know he didn't make that money, uh, you know, in music videos, dancing in high heels. <laughs> no, he made them. You know, he, he did have a successful television show for two years, but it's not like uh, you don't make the kind of money there on television shows. It isn't like you make millions and millions. Uh, That's right. But where is his where is his house in, uh, in, in Florida? Do you know? Um, I think it's down in the Palm Beach area. You know, oh, really? Because uh, I was in Palm Beach. In a uh, high end. Of, you know, I was asking around, and they keep it. They keep it pretty quiet. I mean, a lot of people know he's down there, but they won't tell you where. I guess security reasons. 
I'd love to get a picture yeah. of it. <laughs> so if you find out where it is, let me know, okay? I will, sir. Yeah, maybe we'll go visit him, ask him a few questions. Be great. <laughs> he knows everything. Find out where all you know, our he where knows. our billions went to to the, yeah, supposedly bought guns for them. Well, you know, uh, there's a there's an open report in 2017 that they owe us 3.5 billion and never uh, never uh, paid it. Uh, that they it just went went missing. 3.5 billion. Well, six billion in foreign aid went b- missing in 2017, but 3.5 of it was ours. The rest belonged to other countries. I mean, it, it's been a, it's been a disaster for about 20 years, and it's been mostly de- de- Democrats shut out the Republicans here, and this has been mostly Democratic uh, Democratic corruption. So, um, well, thanks. You know, uh, keep keep an eye out, keep an eye out for me. Okay, now. What I meant by juxtaposition is so they 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 go after Biden, um, they go after Biden for things that are real, and then all this testimony comes in, and a jackass like Goldman comes out and makes it worse by giving a ridiculous explanation of it. Oh, they were just talking about the weather. They were talking about the weather. Isn't it just really hilarious, right? Like one of the biggest organized criminals in Ukraine, who's suspected of killing his. Um, it's like this is more like the Al Capone movie. Like they were talking about the weather. Hey, Al, what's the weather like? Let's call the president and talk about the weather. We'll be back and we're going to talk about the weather. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And, uh... Based on uh, based on uh, that guy Goldman, who I pointed out, I don't know if I did it on my show or on my uh, on my live cast. I ripped ripped him apart as a lawyer for not for misusing the word spoken and not understanding the significance of it because he said Joe never said that he spoke to any of these people. And then we put on twenty uh, twenty uh, videos of him talking about having never spoken to him. It's just ridiculous. But I, I want to I want to see let's see how a yeah. conversation would go, you know, where Hunter calls his father every night, uh, every every day. But then he also calls him from the restaurant when he's eating with some of the biggest uh, criminals in the world. Who 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 doesn't call their father when you're in the middle of a business? Well, who who uh, business doesn't call their them? father when they're sitting That's next to one of the major organized criminals? In Ukraine, who's suspected of killing his partner, or one of the major organized criminals in China, who in in um, in uh, Moscow, who was suspected chief. of overthrowing a husband, or the spy chief of China. I mean, or Whitey Bulger's nephew. I mean, well, you get people like that, you call your father, particularly that, if, right. if your father likes criminals. So, so Hunter's sitting there having having dinner. Uh, let's say whether it's Cafe Milano or, or well, yeah, well, that you... was an in-person meeting. I believe. Okay, uh, yeah, just do, let's do uh, one where you know Hunter's here comes he's, the call. He's going to call his pops, Mister Mister President, Mister President. Mr. Yeah, your your um, hey, pops. Your son's on the phone. Hey, big guy. Hey, your, big guy. Your son's on the phone. Okay. Okay. This is this is your son. You Hello. know the expert on Eastern European oh, energy oh, matters. This Hello. is your son, Hunter Biden. You're the smart. I uh, you're the smartest man I know. Yes, son. Pops, I wanted to call you. I'm here having dinner uh, with these Ukrainian, these upstanding Ukrainian businessmen, and we oh. just thought we'd call you and ask about the weather. How's the weather in Washington? 
Oh, oh, I remember This is the plausible deniability. This is the plausible deniability call. So the weather is perfect for business. I have to make believe I don't know about the millions of dollars that pay. So Hunter's sitting there calling his phone. Okay. So uh, let me, uh, is Mr. Zloshevsky there or has he? The gang is all here. The gang is all here. Has Mr. Zloshevsky, is he still there? Because last time I heard, they might arrest him for killing his partner. Yeah, but we're taking care of that, Pops, right? You're, we're going to we get okay? this prosecutor. We got he'll this. get away with it? I mean, is it the kind of weather where Mr. Sloshevsky can go free? It's, it's, the, it's the kind of weather that we like. It's perfect for business. Oh, that's the good. Perfect good weather. business weather. In other words, it's good weather in. It's good weather in. Do Ukraine, we expect. China, do, do, uh, is, Romania, is Mr. pick the country. Is Mr. Pohorsky the one I met with in the White House and we sent the little note, but I lied and said I didn't meet with? Is he there too? These guys, these are the guys uh, who, are had, who are having me, Pops, uh, join Burisma in order to gain access to you so we can fire this prosecutor. Yeah, because you don't know shit about, about uh, uh, oil, gas, or anything, right? No, no. Pops, you're not supposed to say that. We're not oh. supposed to tell people that. We're, oh. not, we're not admitting that. I'm an expert. I'm oh, the smartest person you know. Remember that. Well, I you, am you the remember, smartest I'm person the dumbest you know. One. You, I'm the dumbest member of the Senate. You know that, right? You know, I was left back in the third grade. Uh, so what about uh, you? You have uh, that. Uh, they need us to fire the prosecutor. You got that broad there. Uh, uh, what's the name? Ms. The Putina. Buda, the Buterina one, the one who Buterina, helped overthrow Buterina. a husband. Yeah. yeah, she's Putin. She's here. They're all. She's involved. one of Putin's best friends. They're all here. They're all yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pops. How's big the weather? Guy. How's the weather? At, how, ask her for me. How's the weather in Mo, Mo, weather in Moscow? We're gonna get more weather from Moscow, like that three point <laughs> five million weather we got from Moscow. Perfect for doing business. The Did you ever find perfect. out what that was for? Fifty percent. What do I have to do for that? <laughs> it's. It's, I know. Well, I, 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 pops, I, we need you to fire the prosecutor that's going after but that's, Burisma. But that's in Ukraine. What am I going to... What, 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 I, I, I stutter. What, 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 what am I going to do? Uh, what's the 3.5 million for? I, uh, according to our agreement, I, uh, you know... Well, it's definitely not for influence, and it has nothing to do with the fact that you're the to, uh, did, sitting vice president of the United States. Did I, do I get Nothing my, to do with that. Do I get my 50% like you told your daughter I get? Yes, as is common with any family, uh, I, pay, I've been getting my I pay 50% of everything I bring in to my father as a 40-something-year-old man. Good. Well, so, of course, you I've get 50%. Go, I've got to go now, but uh, just uh, do you have Whitey Bulger's nephew there with you. Say hello to him, you know. Uh, we've been making sure that uh, Whitey gets good meals in the federal penitentiary. Tell him that. Just, just the most upstanding member have of society found, at these have dinners, you found these business be, meetings. You, you found Whitey Bulger's nephew to be a good, a good, solid business partner of Red China? Not, not as good as us, Pops. What about uh, the spy chief of China? You got him there? He's here. They're all here. I see. I see. You know, I left those papers uh, that I stole from the White House right next to the, uh, right next to the, the right next to the car, yeah. right? You know, I hope you, I know you, you sometimes get forgetful, particularly when you start smoking that pipe, but did you ever get those documents? Did they, I, know you, I know you put some in Chinatown Pop. for me. Literally in Chinatown. Well, Pops, well it's time there for you. we go. Now, that's the way it went down, ladies and gentlemen, and don't let anybody tell you any different. 
That is the way it went down. And if they had uh, 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 late night talk shows like they used to have or Saturday Night Live, my friend Lawn Green had the guts to do it. He'd put me on and Ted and I become stars. But that's the way it went down. So let's go to Jimmy in Brooklyn because he'll put some context into this. Mr. Mayor, you rightfully said Joe Biden is a known criminal in the White House. Before he was a known criminal, he was a known enemy agent. That's very important. Wow. He betrayed, he betrayed our allies in Vietnam. You know, we made an agreement with the South Vietnamese when we left that if the North Vietnamese comes in with a full invasion, we'll send the Air Force to stop them. Well, when the time came, Biden voted against that. So he betrayed the Vietnamese, left a lot of weapons to the enemy that ended up showing all over the world in terror groups and communist revolution. The same what he did in Afghanistan. Biden also three times voted against helping the freedom fighters in Nicaragua. So in other words, he was on the enemy side. The I, whole do rem- time. I remember that because be? I was in the Reagan administration when he did that. I, I and I knew him, and I do remember that, and being very upset about that. I remember it. Now, now remember, he was put in office by a group, Council for a Livable World, which was founded by a known Soviet agent named Leo Szilard, and that group is connected to the Institute for Policy Studies, which is a KGB front group in Washington. Very, very powerful group. And Biden is carrying out all the plans. The idea of weaponizing government agencies against the opposition, that was written about in Soviet publications. That's how they took over Czechoslovakia, and the Soviet publications uh, say that's the model for the West, and the Soviet publications are how the communists, the Soviets, reach all their communist parties worldwide and implement and influence policy worldwide. Also, I want to ask you a question that, let's assume that Joe goes, uh, either this gets to be too much, like... Um, it finally cracks through that he's not. I mean, this will this will be, without any doubt, the worst scandal in American history, because if there was a bigger one, we don't know about it. And we're not going to find out now. You know, but some, some what happens when they replace him. With Harris, do they have do well, they have do they have the necessary uh, control over her? I I think so, because remember, Biden is just the tip. He's just the ugly face of the movement. There's this massive organized movement that that was written about. For instance, we see all the attacks on our culture, our political processes, our electoral system. All levels of society is under attack, including the economic system. This was also promoted in Soviet publications. This is the strategies of Antonio Gramsci. So we are the enemy is very powerful. A lot of people working for the enemy don't know it. Trump had no idea what he was getting into. Trump opposed every one of these enemy operations. This is why there's this enormous, enormous movement to stop. He knows stop now. Trump. He knows now. You're absolutely 100 percent right. When he was experienced, I mean, I experienced it with him, Jimmy, in, in 2015 and 2016. Now, in 2016, I was with him. 24 hours a day for five months. So we would see these weird things and very often say to each other, like two older guys, can you believe this, that this would happen in America? And I was, because I studied communism a long time ago and I was in the uh, 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 Reagan administration, all of a sudden, one day it just dawned on me, uh, not a a very well-educated one, but just like a thing that, 
this is what this this seems like it's all connected. It is all connected. You know, this isn't like, uh, oh my gosh, they, they're taking over the schools. Oh my gosh, they're burning the flag. Oh my gosh, they're taking the, the statues down. Oh my gosh, they're kneeling. Uh, oh my gosh, they're defunding the military. Oh my God. All of a sudden, you say to yourself, ooh, that sounds like a thing I read about a long time ago in school. <laughs> right? Oh Mr. my Mayor, God. One, one, one more point. Yeah. Uh, the communists were writing about the Antonio Gramsci strategies that uh, American society, Western society, has the media, the culture, the schools that self-perpetuates and reinforces the existing system. They call that a uh, bourgeois hegemony. So they have to build a counter hegemony, something that's counter to everything. Today, that's the Democrat Party. The communists built the counter-hegemony, and that's today the Democrat Party, which the Soviet-trained leader of the American Communist Party said the Democrat Party is the best way to help the cause of communism. This is all in writing, and a lot of this was in the writings during Gorbachev's reign. So remember, Gorbachev took away the image of the enemy to strengthen the socialist forces in the capitalist countries. We are under assault like the world has never seen. Uh, no country, our country, has never, ever, ever been in the danger that we're in now. And I've been saying this for 30 years, 36 years, I'm exposing enemy operations on the radio. And I'm grateful to you that you let me talk. Cause, well, thank you, Jimmy. Uh, what I'm, I'm grateful saying, to you, my friend. I want to hear. I'm grateful to you, and thank you, and God, and God, and God bless you. Thank well, you I want to give people some, some good news about the election, although it is far away and much, much Many terrible things can happen. But um, that whole juxtaposition I was telling you has now uh, uh, become counterproductive for the Democrats. The whole purpose of indicting him uh, was they, they knew it would help him in the Democrat and the Republican primaries. And man, has it helped him. He's at a um, I mean, he's at a clear 54 percent to 17 percent over DeSantis. I mean, and that's a that's a that's a wipeout. That's a ridiculous wipeout. Two polls came out. I mean, one poll came out today uh, where he's ahead by 38 points and the average uh, he's ahead by 36 points. But then they do a likely GOP primary voter, which is the one I always look at, because that those are, you know, in a primary, even less people vote than in a general election. So you got to go. You got to look at likely voters. You know what that is? You're going you're, you're gonna to faint when I tell you this. 60% for Trump, 9% for, for DeSantis. I mean, by the time it's over, DeSantis might be below zero. Is that possible to be below zero? I don't know. You can't be below zero. But um, if he's really at 9%, likely primary voters, 60% Trump, 9% DeSantis, 12% don't know uh, who has a better chance to beat Joe Biden. This is DeSantis has, has spent like ten million dollars putting on ads saying, "I'm the only one who can beat Biden. I'm the only one who can beat Biden. I'm the only one who can beat Biden." Except fifty-eight percent of Republicans think that Trump is, and only twenty-eight percent think DeSantis is. I mean, that's two to one. I mean, Mayor, how many uh, reboots? those ads didn't work? How, how many reboots do you get on a campaign? On any campaign, whether it's mayor, well, reboot, uh, reboots are fifty-fifty. I mean, uh, McCain rebooted; it worked. Um, uh, mo- I mean, a lot of everybody reboots, uh, and of course, most don't work. What, what do you think of a ten-day reboot? Is that we're not going to right now? 
right now day 11 of the reboot here's why i don't think it's a it's a it's an it'll be an effective reboot it's there's no new theme usually the reboot means um you 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 figured out why you dropped from tied to 38 points behind that's a big drop you figure out why you did that and then you change your strategy but he's doing the same thing he did before, but with just less people. Yeah. I mean, he's and, he, and he's he's fighting the COVID war. He's he's going after. He's, he's saying that Trump was not good against COVID, except at the same at the at the time that Trump was uh, talking about COVID and and uh, dealing with it, not knowing really the full import of it. He was doing the same thing, except he was more overboard than Trump. Trump was always, I always thought Trump did one thing about COVID that I really appreciated because I have a libertarian streak. No matter what his position was about treatment, et cetera, et cetera. Remember, he introduced hydroxychloroquine and the things that would have saved a lot of lives. Trump always said, you make the decision about the vaccine. You shouldn't be forced to take the vaccine. I'm going to take it. I've I've talked to my doctor. My doctor thinks I should take it. I'm of the age where you should take it. I, my doctor thinks I should take it. And uh, and he did. But he didn't tell me I had to take it. I haven't taken it. And we have the same situation. I got COVID about three weeks after him. And I'm going to say he helped save my life. I got a very bad case of COVID. I had 102 temperature. Dr. Maria and my son forced me to go to the hospital. I didn't want to go to the hospital. They fooled me. They told me I could go to the hospital, get oxygen, and I could come back to the hotel. And when I got into the hospital, all of a sudden, these doctors and nurses ripped all my clothes off. So I couldn't get out of the hospital with no clothes on. And I was there for four days. And I had 101, 102, and 3 temperature. And when Dr. Maria's around, she can tell you what my, what my oxygen level was. It was dangerous. Uh, but I took every medicine that uh, Trump knew about. He took over as doctor-in-chief. Well, so did, uh, the White House surgeon did, but I had a feeling he was being bossed around by Trump. <laughs> then, of course, when I recovered in a, in, a, in a week, he went around telling everybody he saved my life. But he did. He also told me that for four weeks I was going to feel younger, and I did. And then four, four, four weeks later, I felt like my old self again. I'll be back with the mayor's final thoughts. America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with uh, the Rudy Giuliani show and the mayor's final thoughts uh, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers. T2T.org, the organization that you that, that you want to contribute to because it takes care of the biggest heroes in our society, the uniformed service members who give up their lives to protect us and who give up their bodies to protect us. And Frank Siller and all of his wonderful family, which is his, his, his actual family and now his extended family, of which I feel a part, they're there for these people. They have their back. They, they pay for the mortgage. They pay for the smart home. Join it. Join it. Be part of that family. $11 a month. Take care of your obligation. It's a small token, but... It, I got to tell you, when Frank shows up, 
and says we're taking care of the mortgage, you can't believe the weight that it lifts from that family. So please, please, please do it. Do it. I got to go to Ron in Westchester because I'm really interested in his call. Ron, I got like two minutes. You got to tell me real quickly what you what you have. Uh, thanks, Rudy. Uh, I think you're the best. Uh, I had the pleasure of working for you quickly. What I have is uh, a quick situation. I am a Jew, and I would like you to tell the Jews in your audience All right. to wake up. To wake up. <laughs> I would love to. I mean, I, yeah, um, I have a Jew. I, I should bring my Jewish friends here as a group and, and express the frustration. Well, you, you, you expressed the frustration. I think I know what you're going to say. Well, uh, I believe, and again, it's my independent thought, that Obama is running this charade. I agree with, with Iran you. And, and Farrakhan, 100 visits to the White House when Obama was the president, and the Iranian treaty, one purpose, to try to destroy Israel, no other purpose. And people don't realize it. Wake the heck up. And one other thing really quickly. Yeah. The person you're, 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 you're not f- focusing on Tell me. is a, a woman called Michelle Obama. Oh, you know, I have her name down here as one of the two possible people that will run for president when uh, yeah. Biden drops out. It'll be Newsom or her. Yes. And then it'll be Obama and Farrakhan. Uh, controlling the communist movement and the anti-Semitic movement. Don't tell Schumer, let him sleep and let Feinstein sleep and let Schiff sleep because they're going to be protected like my family that got the gassed and the hungry. Yeah, they don't protect. They don't protect. They turn, they turn on the people. In fact, they disrespect them the most, the people who sucked up to them. Hey, Ron, that was a great call. I'm glad I took it. God bless you. God bless the Jewish people. They've ever come far worse than this. They're going to be on the right side. Just think of all that Trump did for Israel. God bless America.